0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Hands Thanks for coming out put to the your UCB. Hands here, hands you right. Put your, aber- your, hands your hands together. Put your hands together for your host, Kevin S. C. Z. we Put your
1: hands together. Put your hands together. to Go! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
2: Night here at the UCB Theater, you all look fantastic. Everybody's doing a great job. Way to go. I'm so proud of you for coming. I'm wearing new shoes. I feel super stressed about it. I got them today, and I don't feel okay. Um, but I want, but I'm trusting you that you're gonna support me in these shoes. Can we do this? Can we get through this? It's I don't know. I just I own like two things, and I just went and bought shoes, and this is what I bought. Like I went to a sneaker store. And I looked at all the sneakers. I tried many of them on, and then what, f- to me, felt like it reflected me back to me was old school Vans with golden eyelets and also leopard. So I learned something about myself today. I didn't know I was a leopard sneaker gal, but I am. <laughs> like the right leopard sneaker. You know what I mean? Because these kind of love like a. It's like a Frankenstein sort of a leopard. Do you know what I mean? Like a little bit of a. Okay, great. Honestly, I can't even believe I'm here. I can't even believe I'm here because uh, Orange is the New Black exists. And I'm sorry, but you guys are not as cool. Like, I am very funny, but I... um, I've been Google imaging Laura Prepon so much that she's just. if I close my eyes, I just see her. You know, like, when you're at that level of seeing somebody's face, get in here, guys. Come on. Allow yourselves to sit and relax yourselves. Yeah, come on. Yes, that's correct. Right there, even. Good job. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? You made it in right at the last second. We're talking about Orange is the New Black. Have you seen it? Did you see all of it? Did you finish it? done pow hello nailing it priorities in the right you finished the whole thing and then you came to a stand-up show that's great how about you sir have you seen it yet okay all right that's interesting um <laughs> the ending is no i'm not going to tell you the ending but uh do you care about it have you heard about it do you think you'll see it you think you'll watch it yeah i think i think you should watch it it's actually very good There is some really dicey lesbian (laughs) smooching in that television show on my computer. (laughs) And I will say, you don't really get to see that that much if you're a gal who is... uh, uh, a homosexual gal like myself, you just don't get to see it that much, and so it's so exciting. Like, it's so exciting that while I was watching it, like, my first reaction was that I had to pause and immediately scroll back 30 seconds. <laughs> Stop again! Stop again! Like, I, I really, I watched it nine times. Um, just cause, like, there seemed to be emotion behind it. Uh, sure, some people have some long fingernails, but it's prison. <laughs> So maybe it's, not, maybe it's like a prison thing, not an inaccurate portrayal of lesbian sexuality thing. It could just be like, they can't get a nail file in there because you could get through the bars, you know? It could be that, you know? So it might not be, it might not just be uh, that you would never have long nails um, and be with a woman, because you wouldn't do that. <sighs> but it is so steamy and it is so good and it is so rare that anything looks like real. Like they actually look at each other in the eyes. Do you know what I mean? They have like a, they're see- oh, you could understand it from the outside too. That's the other thing. Cause I feel like, you know, there was that whole time during like Ally McBeal when that was happening. And then, are you drinking a 40? <laughs> Congratulations. Round <laughs> of applause. I just saw like a huge thing coming up. <laughs> And I wasn't sure if you were drinking just a two liter of Coke. Like, just a two liter of RC Cola. Just a Midwestern regional soda. Uh, No, you're drinking a 40. So speaking of Orange is the the New Black, you're drinking a 40. Like, uh, you know, like some of them gals. Some of them prisoners. Uh, What a good show. So it's a, it, does take pra- it does take place in prison. There is uh, realistic lesbian sexuality because they seem to be looking at each other and genuinely interested in each other. I don't know if, like, it, there does seem to be some opportunism also going on. I get it. It's prison. I understand. But um, it's just nice to see it. You know, because when Allie McBeal was bringing up... Like, it, it just always seemed like... Like, when it, like, sweeps week, lesbian sexuality is always just, like, two women who, like, don't seem to... They're just, face, they're just standing abreast, and I don't mean in a sexy way. I mean, next to each other. <laughs> They're just standing next to each other, and then it's like, I don't know, I've never, all right. but And then just immediately, but that's not, I mean, women flirt with other women. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea that it's just like a, you know, that's like they're the copy maker, or copy maker? Is that a thing? Is that what that's called? Copy machine? That that's just broken, and then you're like, well, anyway, and then you just hop the girl up there. That's not how it is. There's flirting, there's back and forth, you know, sort of like, ooh, you know, can, ooh touching her hand and stuff. Um so it is nice to see it on the TV on my computer. (laughs) And also, uh, ah, just nice to see Natasha Leone back in in business. You know? Just really missed her. It's just a personal choice issue. She looks great. Just nice to have her back. And Laura Prepon, guys. Do we know who I'm talking about? That 70s show? (sighs) All right, girl. All right, girl. I don't know. I get, like, very, um... Is this what everybody's experience is like? I, was, I literally was talking to my, my uh, fiancé before the show, and I asked her, like, is this what straight people feel like about... Like, so we, so I've seen, I saw her on the TV, and then I remembered her from other parts of my life where I also had seen her on the TV, and I was like, oh, my God, she's still doing it for me. You know what I mean? Because also she's dangerous in this show, which I don't know if you know about me, but I, I'm, I like to protect women. Especially dangerous women. You know, especially women that do not need to be protected. I like to put myself between them and the danger they've caused for themselves. Just kind of absorb it. So, nice to see her. She looks great. And I have not really slept in like the past three days. Because I keep waking up in the middle of the night just like, what's she up to? And then I just. <laughs> But I don't know what she's, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to actually like figure out what she's up to, you know, cause I don't know her at all. I'm just more like, but there, but there's a finite number of, I mean, even though they released the full season at once, there's still like a finite number of episodes. So then I can just go back and visit like the different episodes, depending on like how I'm, you know, like, if it's just like, I wonder what she's eating for breakfast today. Then just find a scene where she's eating breakfast. You know what I mean? Just kind of put together my own version of what she's up to. Hey, guys, come on in. Yeah, cool look. <laughs> Killing it, yeah. And cool thumbs up. Everybody's doing great. So, uh, has anybody, has anyone else had any thoughts on the show? You seemed excited right up top. Have you watched it? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> did you clap loudly or did I put that upon you? Okay, I apologize. I don't mean to... Uh, who? Somebody in the front row, though, had seen it. Yeah, it was, you guys, you've seen it thoughts so far? I'm only halfway through. You're only halfway through. Yeah, well, it gets worse and better. Um, (laughs) Well, what do you think so far? I love it. Isn't it great seeing that many gals?
1: (laughs) Just that many
2: gals and, like, character actors? Like, gal, women that can... What I'm trying to say is the women on this show can act! It is, a, it is astounding to see. I don't even think I realized how often we watch a supermodel pretend to act. Like somebody who's just like, like it's like, a, it's like Paul Giamatti and then just like the tallest Amazon woman who's like, I don't know, I have, zero, I have nothing to say. I have no personality. Um, so it's just nice to see like gals who can wrangle it, you know, soulful gals. Gals are making me cry and laugh. Love them gals. Loving it. So just so nice to see. Oh, also, the other thing that this show teaches us, because there's almost all female characters, it teaches us that um, women are different from each other. Which is nice to see. Nice to see. Even, like, two Latina women can be different. Which is, I feel like it's nice to see on TV. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, it's not just like eight white guys who are all pretty interesting in their own way and then, like, the one black lesbian. You know what I mean? Like, that's television right now it's like 72 white guy friends and then they're like we don't want to put more than one woman on here we don't want to screw our demographics up it's just nice to see many gals and they have stuff to talk about that's the other thing they have uh, conversations with each other and like friendships uh they have they have attraction to each other and then they hate each other it's just nice to see uh, women having uh, full lives isn't that nice oh even in prison like that's how bad the entertainment industry is representing women the women in the entertainment industry right now who have the most full portrayals of their lives are all imprisoned. Like that's where we're at. We're just like. So what is your? What are your thoughts on the show? Awesome. Yeah, it's radical, Done. in many ways. Yeah. How far are you? Done, Done pow. Done. How do you feel? Don't isn't it feels like a letdown in some ways, right? I mean, I thought I got better and better each episode. Yeah, I know. And then now that it's gone, it's gone. feels like a real. It feels like your relationship ended with that show. Well, I mean, I do go through phases, and I just got over Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Just, like, was back out on the television dating market, and then I found this show, and it, uh, you know, enticed my eyeballs and then broke my heart by being finite. Great news, though, second season. Already, already making second season. So uh, if you're not watching this show, I don't mean to lose you up top. What I mean to say is, Change your lives. In whatever way, I don't know each individual part of your lives. I know one thing. It's sad to me that they're the only people drinking 40s. You could change your lives in that way. Also, you should stay in. You should watch Netflix on TV. Not on Tuesday nights. At Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock, you should be here. But every other day, just quit your jobs. And watch that show. Okay, awesome. We're going to do a show. What do you guys think? A show? Yes, I think so as well. Awesome. Hey, hey. Uh, this first comic, he is—we're very excited. He has a comedy album coming out on A Special Thing Records. Now, Ryan McMenamin of A Special Thing Records is the dude who makes this show into a podcast. So we love A Special Thing Records. We can clap for Ryan, yeah. And he has an album coming out that's called Alexander Hamilton, and that comes out on August sixth. He's a very funny man. Uh, let's hear right out from Mr. John Roy, guys. Give it up for John. Come on. <laughs>
3: how about it? Good to be here. I like being home. I'm on the road a lot. I like being back in L.A. I'm not from L.A. I'm from Chicago, but I moved here, and I really like it here. And I'm sick of people that move here from somewhere else, and then they won't stop talking about how much better it is where they're from and how much this place sucks. And to those people, I say, fucking go back there then and eat some of that pizza you won't shut the fuck up about. I just kicking your good pizza. I mean, I look and I just, you know, I just LA just tells him a good pizza. Well, it's 80 in February. Eat a taco. <laughs> and why are you looking for pizza in Los Angeles? We don't have a lot of Italians. Why don't you eat the food of the people we do have? It's awesome. We don't have a lot of Italians. We have some, but not enough to like make a pizza tradition. <laughs> The only Italians that live in LA are people that moved here to play Italians in movies that are set in New York. I do like the food in LA. I like Zanku's. I'm all over that shit. Uh, there are some parts of the LA culinary experience that I don't understand. There, I think if you're a native Angelino, you have a different take on everything. I don't know why, but people that were born here think Del Taco has a Michelin star. You've never had Del Taco, bro? I'm like, no, there's... East of Vegas, there's no Del Taco. You've never had Del Taco, bro? Like, it's the food of the gods. Like, if I went to Paris, the chef would be like, you've not had Del Taco, you're a Philistine. (laughs) Del Taco was so bad, I wanted to drive back through the drive-thru and be like, good one, guys. You got me. Give me the real tacos. Open all night is not a good thing to say about yourself. All that means is the only way you feel you can compete with the other restaurants is by waiting till they're closed. (laughs) But the commercial makes it sound incredible. Stay up all night, go bold, get to number three. -ah. Don't pretend like it's plan A. Make a real Del Taco commercial the way people actually encounter the product. Like, two hungover motherfuckers. It's a Sunday. It's 2 p.m. They're late for something. The one guy's like, I gotta eat something. And his buddy's driving, and he's like, well, there's a Del Taco by the on-ramp. Fine. Well, don't be a dick about it. Del Taco. Don't be a dick about it. A lot of hipsters in Los Angeles on the east side, especially a lot of comedians make fun of them. I don't like that. I don't think it's brave. I don't know what you're proving, making fun of hipsters. They don't even acknowledge that they're hipsters. What are you risking? They're not going to confront you about it. No one's going to be like coming up to you after the show going, you talking shit about hipsters, bro? (laughs) I'm a hipster, motherfucker. Yeah, my brother died at Williamsburg. You saying some shit about Zoe? You got a problem with she and him. You got a problem with me and him. And I don't really get why they're angry. Like, oh, they're pretentious. They wear weird clothes. I don't like it. What? Before you talk shit about even the most pretentious hipster, I would like you to please visit the Atlantic City Boardwalk. And see what your city would look like if they all left. (laughs) You don't like seeing an ironic t-shirt that says Motley Crue on it? Okay. Would you like seeing a sincere t-shirt that says, cool story, bitch, can't be a beer. Would that be a better world? Is that the place you'd like to live? And I don't like that the fact that the people that make the most fun of hipsters are standard Abercrombie jockey dudes. And I don't think it's fair to make fun of somebody in high school for not being cool and then turn around when you're 30 and make fun of the same guy for being cooler than you. And you know why he's cooler than you? You made so much fun of him for not being cool, he got real good at it in the off season. And now he's the karate kid of knowing what pants to buy at out of the closet. And I don't know, we call them hipsters now, but it's just weird, creative people. They dress a little differently than everybody else. We call them hipsters now. We call them beatniks in the fifties. We'll call them something else in 20 years. But I don't, we need those people. Why are we mad? We need them. Because they're the only people making any culture, right? If you want any music in your life other than an old Bon Jovi song, you're gonna have to see an ugly hat every now and then. <laughs> Prince did not buy the purple outfit for the band he wore that shit to his first guitar lesson the revolution was just a way for Prince to finally be Prince I'm dating again I don't like that I had a girlfriend and now I don't and now I like that response that's good most people don't give a shit my last girlfriend when we broke up I didn't even get any sympathy because she was 24 you break up with somebody way younger than you nobody cares you're like why'd you think that was going to work you're in your 30s she's in her 20s why'd you think that was going to work I'm like why do you think I have all these other options I would love to meet a cool woman my age. Unfortunately, they're already married for the most part. Or they're in a long-term relationship that might as well be a marriage. Or they have a very compelling reason why they're not. (laughs) And you need to listen to that. (laughs) And when I was in my 20s and I was supposed to meet a woman my own age to build a life together, I wasn't bringing anything to the table in the financial department. She'd be like, I have a law degree. I'd be like, I got a notebook full of jokes. <laughs> and as soon as I learn to tell them without my hands shaking, I'll make as much money as a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and when you break up with a girl in her early 20s, they don't even feel it. They bounce back in a minute and a half like nothing happened. Like when an eight-year-old kid gets hit in the head with a tricycle and he just giggles and runs off for more hopscotch. (laughs) Two minutes after my last breakup, my girlfriend goes, well, now we can be friends. I was like, I don't think that's true. (laughs) She goes, why not? I'm like, cause I still love you and kinda hate you at the same time. And she goes, why? I'm like, cause I'm an adult. And that's what adults do. They have conflicting feelings about the same person that do not resolve themselves till that person is dead. And people don't like when you're dating somebody younger. And it doesn't matter what the gender is. If the woman is 10 years older, if the guy is 10 years older, it doesn't matter. Nobody likes it. And it's not like we need more people's negativity when we're in a relationship like that. We're already freaking out that it's not going to work. We're like, they know I'm dying way quicker. Like, why are they still with me? I don't. <laughs> And the one I hate the most is people, they like this. They like to put this on you. They go, but what do you talk about? Real condescending. What do you talk about? Maybe they're hot, but like anyone younger than you is dumb and boring. But what do you talk about? We talk about all the shit I didn't know about because I was born in the 70s. That's what we talk about. Do you know after Biggie died, the culture just kept on going? I had no idea, and that's the shit I get to learn about on these dates—like shit about like Reddit and Vine and Dead Mouse and pure MDMA and where to get pure MDMA. It's awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been a lot of fun. Um.
2: All right, we're doing we're doing it. We're rolling. We're recording. John Roy, hilarious, yes. by the way. Great Thank set. You. Yeah, really fun. I know you were a little bit. It's tough because sometimes you get asked to open when you're you're a dude who's been doing this for a while. Yeah, but you, I was happy that you. They were they
3: were were good. By the time I got out there, they were already. uh, Thanks. They were into it. So you have. I didn't feel like I had to reopen the show.
2: Well, it was nice anyway. I thought you did a great job, and you. you are releasing your album really soon that you recorded at nerd melt
3: i did it at, at uh at the uh the chris hardwick nerdist theater yeah yeah yeah. whatever uh-huh. we're supposed to call it sorry chris if yeah. you just want to email me with the correct <laughs> uh the exact official no it's uh, actually no I'm, I'm very glad that he built that theater there it's awesome uh we recorded it and uh the audience is a lot of meltdown regulars and they really they were great and the ceilings are low it's kind of the perfect uh you know you really want that uh, sound to echo and it does that very yeah. well
2: with meltdown how many is this? I don't even know this. Is this your what albums? How it's, many? Uh, it
3: depends how you count. Any? I did uh, one that I released myself, uh, and then when I got one on a label, my last one was on RBC, which is like a hip hop label. The other people on my label were The Game and Tech Nine, which I thought <laughs> was interesting. For my white guy observational comedy, that was like, I just imagine some Oakland hip hop fan that like said, "Well, I trust the label, and you know, let's get John Roy, I guess. Let's hear this white guy talk about ramen noodles." (laughs) But uh, so that album came out, but I because it was on a label, I reused some of the material from the first record so i almost really can't say that i have three so i guess i would say this is my second full-length album and yeah. whatever that means to you that's uh are you gonna, that's what it
2: are you gonna go out with it and tour around i'm
3: doing a bunch of shows but the thing is if you see me now uh there's probably 20 new minutes and so some of the album isn't going to be done uh for you because I've already, I've written new stuff and yeah. I've thrown away some old stuff so you'll hear about I don't know four, 40% of it 60% of it if you see me live and then you'll hear a bunch of new stuff
2: So I also know this about you because we know each other personally but I just realized that this is something I should ask you for the podcast what is the first thing that happened for you in your comedy career that was a big deal You have uh, to say this I won
3: Star Search on How CBS old you? So I was 29
0: You won Star Search I uh, was the
3: Arsenio Hall Star Search uh, and that was my first big break uh, I was on, They, they cancelled the show soon after But uh, yeah, I was, I was the winner of that show And it was funny because they, they had the junior singer category And so it was just really weird Because half of every day was spent watching these really small children sing songs <laughs> And they could sing like adults They would belt the fuck out of it They were very talented It was like It's like a magic trick You just hear that voice come out of the kid I guess why it's on TV, yeah. right? But the one kid, some of the songs that the parents, because the parents controlled the kids' lives, some of the songs that they picked were not really appropriate for, like, children. Like what? You know? Well, the weirdest one was not a sexual thing. It was an 8-year-old boy who the parents picked Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Sure. Which is about divorce. It's like a really kind of dark <laughs> yeah, looking back at your song life. about the regrets yeah. he had from a wife who hates him now oh, and wow. she's never going to see him again. And he's like, Dad, take a look at me now. That's just an empty space. And you coming back. You coming back to me as it get- what? It's take a look
1: at well, me. I'm he's like, been abandoned he by drawing? his
2: parents. What yeah. is he
3: drawing on? That's and then how do you watch your little boy- Sing, oh, you do, do the divorce part more. Like, be more bitter, like a, like a <laughs> middle aged man.
2: Guys, John Roy, let's hear it for John. Oh, it is so hot up here tonight that you guys are going to get to see my arms. Not often seen in comedy. Look at these guys, though. They're all right. Like, for a, oh my God, really? Nothing on these arms? Oh. Are you guys are nothing on the arms. Like, I'm not saying John wasn't amazing. Like, those were hilarious, tight, and well-rehearsed jokes. But these are just my arms that I happen to be having on my body. So can we all get a round of applause for these arms? Okay. Uh, great. I have pretty developed arm muscles. I have pretty developed arm muscles. I'm trying to think of, okay, this is a great thing. This is, a, this is real. This is 100% true. Uh, I was at a party one time. This is a couple of years ago. I was at a party one time, and a woman who was wearing, like, pearls, a sweater set, and her hair was dead. She came up to me, and she said... I was wearing, like, a short sleeve shirt, and she goes, Hey, you have really nice arms. What is your workout regimen? And I thought about it. I was like... I think it's nothing. (laughs) Then I thought smart, and I said, um... You know what? That's not true. It's, um banging checks. <laughs> we were at a fundraiser. We were at a fundraiser. Saved a lot of kids that day. She just wrote a blank check. John was talking about dating somebody uh, younger. I, I, uh, I, think, I think I was like in my late 20s, I dated a woman who was 10 years older than me. And uh, that was actually very fascinating to like see what 10 years later in my life would look like. Uh, I'll tell you, the biggest difference between like 28 and 38 is uh, Pier 1, It's the biggest <laughs> difference. Like just tons more wicker. Do you know what I mean? Like wicker, like chairs made of wicker. Like an entire chair made of wicker. So uncomfortable, does not last a long time. Wicker. That's what 38 looks like. Now that I'm edging towards it, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I wait. I'm excited. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Yeah, did you have a good day today. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Oh, uh, well, you know. I'm uh, just visiting in town with my girlfriend. Oh, red. You're mm-hmm. in San Diego. In in San Diego. You them. drove up to see these humans? See these two. That are your yeah. friends? Awesome, red. And where are you? Wait, are you from? San Diego or are Chicago. you also we're from Chicago. You're from Chicago. Guys, you did this right from Chicago. We're from, chi- we're from Chicago. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Uh, all right, um, where do you get deep dish pizza when you're in Chicago? Oh, number one, fucking perfect answer. Because he said Pequod's. Uh, but that, okay, that's a great answer. Actually, I'll tell you what the perfect answer is. Uh, the perfect answer is nowhere, because nobody eats that. <laughs> It's the, just a Chicago joke. <laughs> Nobody really eats deep dish pizza. That's... Anyway, uh, but yeah, second best answer Pequods. They've got great pizza. It's like a kind of a thinner deep dish. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: it's a really good pizza place. Okay, awesome. How long are you here? What else are you going to do? Uh, not too
4: much longer. We're leaving on uh, Thursday. You're leaving we're on Thursday. are going to uh, Disneyland. You're going to go to Disneyland.
2: Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. That's awesome. When's the last time you were in Disneyland? When well, you're a child, yeah. Oh, that'll be very fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. A grown child with a mustache—that's different. I think you will actually, honestly, be treated differently on rides with the stash. Just not like. Do you have any kids going with you, or is it just adults? That's beautiful in its own way. Scary beautiful in its own way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where are your kids? Oh no, we're just here. You sign this, Snow White, <laughs> or whatever your name is. You know, here's some tips and tricks that I would take with you. To I haven't been to Disneyland, but I did recently go to Universal Studios uh, in Orlando. But I'm sure it's the. But uh, one thing I realized going there as an adult that I didn't realize when I was a child is like the people that are dressed up as Snow White or like running a ride or whatever. Those are just they're they're just those are adult actors
1: you know what i mean like they just have
2: their ba in theater so you have to be kind to them because they're trying really hard like they thought you had other dreams but then they're just now they're just really committed to being the wicked queen and you have to support them on their journey that's the first thing uh the second thing is you know what i don't mean to big time you but last week uh and i were uh Oh, my fiance Rhea Butcher, also runs the show. Yeah, let's hear it for Rhea. Um, Rhea and I were, uh, we were, we were going to a meeting on Universal Studios, the actual studio of Universal. And uh, after the meeting, uh, the person we were meeting said, hey, do you guys want a private tour of the back lot in this golf cart? To which we immediately both sweated through our shirts from joy. Um, we're like, "Yes, we do!" And then we got in there, and he was like, "I'll take you to the Back to the Future set first. And as we were driving there, I turned to Rhea, because I know that's her favorite movie. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome! You're gonna see it! You're gonna see the clock tower! You know, like, two, like you're gonna, and you're, gonna, and you're gonna and you're gonna and somebody's taking like a tour you know, official. This is like, you've made it! You know, like, you're doing it, kid! Who's like naming lights?" And she she goes, "Uh." Uh, It's not the real clock tower because the first one burned down. (laughs) Which is why I'm marrying her because she knew that. Like there wasn't even like, oh my god, I gotta look on IMDb to see if this like the real place. She was like, oh no, this is they they put it back up just like kind of make sure that people feel like this, but they burned down the ground. So. And that is why she is amazing. Okay, Red, we're gonna keep the show rolling. Uh, this next comic, she has been on Jimmy Fallon. She's visiting us from New York. We're gonna give her a giant Los Angeles welcome, especially out of towners, right? Represents Chicago real strong. Let's hear it right now for Khaleesi Hawkins. Guys, give it up for Khaleesi!
5: Thank you. Hi, you guys. Oh my goodness, this is exciting. Uh, I'm excited about that. I didn't know what to expect. This is awesome. Oh my God, I, I, I come off a little younger and you know, weirder than I, I actually am. I'm, I'm older than I, look, I think. These guys that keep coming up to me lately are way too young. This guy came up to me and I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 19. I was like, oh, I'm like 14 years older than you. He said, well, how old is that? If you can't figure that out, we can't do this. <laughs> I used to love it when guys would come up to me on the street when I was in my 20s. Like, you know, walking down the street used to be nice little ego boost checkpoints as I walked down the street. Like a guy would be like, Hey, gorgeous! You're too pretty not to smile. I'd be like, shut the fuck up! (laughs) Thank you. I couldn't have made another blog without you. But now I'm 33, and I realize guys make promises they never keep. You know, guys always say stuff like, You can just come over to my house and we don't even have to do anything. (laughs) And in the morning, I'll make you breakfast. Something about when a girl hears the word breakfast. It makes you feel like I'm gonna be somebody's wife. (laughs) So you spend the night and you accidentally have sex with this nice gentleman. And then in the morning, he's like, beat it, bitch. You're like, where's my bagel? Guys are so hurtful. They'll call you a bitch if you won't have sex with them. You're a whore if you did, and you're a cunt if you had sex, and then you stopped. There's no gender-specific way of hurting a man's feelings. There's no word. Like, if you get mad at a guy, and you're like, you're an asshole. He's like, yeah. He puts on his asshole cape and just flies away. (laughs) The only way you can really hurt a man is through his job. Because no matter how high a guy has climbed in life, he always wishes he was just a little bit higher. So all you gotta do is find out what he does and use it against him. Like, if if this guy's a jerk to you, just find out what he does. Like, oh, look at you, you're a lawyer. Wow, that's amazing, that's pretty good, but you're not a judge. Oh, what what happened? You couldn't afford the rest of the classes. It works on everybody, it's great. Even Donald Trump has insecurities. Look at you. You're Donald Trump. You got a lot of money. You got the Trump Tower. That's amazing. But you're not the president. What happened? You couldn't get his birth certificate. It's great. (laughs) The reason I feel the need to do this is because my ex-boyfriend called me a whore because he found out. (laughs) He found out that I had sex with somebody he knows. But to be fair, that sex happened four years before I met him. That's how fragile a man's ego is. Is that when he found out? He had the nerve to call me up, complaining. He's like, but I thought that my penis was the only penis that you know that I know about, but you put his penis where I put my penis. That's it. it. Uh, 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 uh." Men are just so sensitive. But calling a 33-year-old woman a whore is like trying to trick a little girl into thinking there's a boogeyman hiding under her bed. I am old enough now to fuck that boogeyman. (laughs) (laughs) You can't scare me anymore. Then afterwards, I'll be like, look at you, you're a boogeyman, but you're not Michael Myers. Where's where's your movie? You know what it is? My mom raised me not to worry about what men think about me because she raised me independent. My mom raised me to be a strong black woman, but she did not tell me that that's a disease and the side effects are loneliness and depression.
1: Because I don't even know
5: how to be on a date anymore with a guy and let him buy me dinner without feeling like I'm homeless. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to order off the menu without feeling like I'm begging. I'm like, can you buy me this coat? But I feel like all he hears me saying is, ah, scam man Can you some change for this time <laughs> Now, I am a single independent woman, but this was a rough year, so I came on this date <laughs> to get some calamari on. <laughs> That's how men make me feel. <laughs> But I'm I'm okay lately, I've got a boyfriend now. My boyfriend, oh yeah, you're like relieved. (laughs) My boyfriend is Indian, and his mom doesn't approve of me because I'm black, which is kind of racist, but he explained it to me. He said, don't worry about what she thinks, babe, because Indian guys don't care what women think. There's a lot of subtle racism, racism, but you just have to really listen for it. You have to listen for people who say stuff like, you know I'm talking about, the big black guy. It's always this big, huge black guy. What is it about being black that makes everything so big? (laughs) I thought the color black was supposed to make things look smaller, but you never hear that when it comes to people. You never overhear a conversation where someone's like, oh my God, the other day I was walking down the street and all of a sudden a bunch of itty bitty niggas came out of nowhere. They were so tiny. (laughs) Speaking of itty-bitty niggas, I have a six-year-old, and she just graduated. I appreciate the few of you who laughed at that. (laughs) The rest of you have no irony. You're just like, what? Shh, I want to hear about the small ones. (laughs) My daughter's at that age where everything is cute because she doesn't understand. You have to explain it to her. Like, she heard that song, that Alicia Keys song, you know? is this girl is on fire, right? She was like, what? (laughs) That girl is on fire, that's crazy. (laughs) The next lyric came on, she's walking on fire. She said, wait, she's walking on the fire? She's gonna die. I was like, no, you don't understand, the song is a metaphor, it's not about fire. The song is about a single black mom whose birth control fail. <laughs> and now she does comedy. <laughs> that song is about you, baby. <laughs> You got to protect your kids from the world because they will come after them, you know? Especially little girls, you know? Like, we were on the train to Brooklyn. I was going to drop her off with her aunt, and there were these five teenage boys being really disrespectful about women. They kept saying really weird stuff. Like, fuck those bitches! We're going to fuck those bitches. Then fuck those bitches! Like, literally what they were saying. And at first, I tried to ignore it, but after a while, I was like, I have to set an example for her. I have to say something. I was like, excuse me? Do you really have to talk like that? Seriously? That's all I could come up with. I was so pissed. I was like, really? Seriously? (laughs) Then the leader took out his headphone. He said, Hold on. What did she just say? (laughs) I was like, you really have to talk like you're there's more people on the train. You have to talk like there's not more people on the train. He said, Hold on. Nah, I get it. I didn't see you there with your baby. (laughs) And then my kid was like, Don't call me a baby. I'm sitting there trying to teach her about misogynism, and she just graduated from kindergarten. She doesn't even know she's a girl yet. She's like, I don't care about all those bitches and all those hoes, but I'm a big girl. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm Kalish. You guys enjoy the rest of your life.
2: She did a great job. Um also, I was I was standing backstage listening and I was thinking of something that I keep I kept wanting to bring up on the show. She was talking about that girls on fire, which by the way, I love that, that song. Uh it's a great song and I love it. Uh but also, I can't stop thinking about this summer's j- Big Jam. Uh Blurred Lines. Woo! Cannot stop thinking about uh this summer's Big Jam Blurred Lines. Woo! That is a what a catchy catchy uh song about horrible horrible actions <laughs> like that is i found myself singing that like i sing that song all the t- just you know just like yeah, I want. With- the thing is, that is not, like, if you, if you say the words to a song and it's not ever an okay thing to say, like, it's not okay to go up to a stranger and go, you know you want it, to a stranger. That's never okay. Robin Thicke, I agree, his hair is tight. He looks good, plus it's nice to remember who his dad is. There's that nice kind of like, I can't believe he came from that! Look at this whole thing, you know, he's on BET! What are the, you know, it's just like nice. There's like some nice, it's nice. Nice to look at that, kind of dig into that. But Jesus, Blurred blurred Lines is, I love that that's what that song is called. I love that it's called Blurred Lines because that is a song that is not about Blurred Lines. And it's a song about a dude going up to a chick who has drawn a very specific and distinct line and him being like, you know, it's weird. I'm not even wearing my glasses. I can't see this. And my glasses, uh, they're the glasses of male privilege. I'm actually wearing those. I left my glasses of understanding at home. So I can't see what this is. Even just today, they put out, like, somebody put out a, like, a reverse, like, ooh, there's... Because who's, who's seen the video for Blurred Blinds? Clap if you've seen <laughs> the video for Blurred Blinds. <laughs> it's like naked Trixies and then dudes in three-piece suits, which I love that, too. Just like, you get to wear none of the clothes because we're wearing all of the clothes. <laughs> oh, I've got a vest. I've got a vest, a jacket, pants, a shirt under here. Under here, I'm wearing another shirt. <laughs> I've got three pairs of underwear on. <laughs> And then she's holding, like a, like, a horse head. You know what I mean? I love when the woman's like, uh, the costuming on you will just be you're just holding a pussy. It's a physical cat, but you know what it means. So somebody did, a, like, a boylesque troupe, which is a word. Uh, did, that's boys doing burlesque. They did, the women are in power, and they're wearing three-piece suits, which you know I'm into. And then the dudes are dancing around like, yeah, but the thing is, is like when women say, you know you want it, that still sort of sounds like those women are the strippers. Like, if you can't even invert that. It's, the power structure is so... Like, if a dude says, you know you want it, you run away from that dude. If a chick says, you know you want it, you have to pay her or leave. Like, it's still... I don't know what else to say. Guys, we got an awesome comic. I'm so, so happy he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, stopping in for tonight, Mr. Stephen Brody Stevens. Give it up for Brody Stevens.
4: Is that Jimmy up there? I like that. Who's up in the booth? Jimmy. It is Jimmy. Yeah. I am right. Give Jimmy a nice hand. Yes. He knows the music that I'm into with my new glasses. With my new glasses. What great... I heard hard, hard laughs going on here. It's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard for me to get... I'm hearing hard laughs, and it's hard for me to get those hard laughs. That's what was going through my... My hard head. Yes, I'm wearing glasses. I'm aware of that. Yes, I'm wearing amphibious shorts. It's <laughs> a great laugh, and I could use that. Thank you. I really appreciate your laugh. What a good crowd is checking you out through my through my lenses. Through my lenses. Uh, the flight to Montreal tomorrow. Who's flown to Montreal? nobody (laughs) who has driven somebody to the airport who's flying to Montreal tomorrow I could use a (laughs) lift. I have a weekend pass for you to camp out in Lot C what a smart crowd who gets a Lot C reference you were here the other night this guy I said you were a football player I said you played did I say you played football or tennis or I asked you do play tennis. Got it. <laughs>
1: this
4: guy's... Because he's tan, I can tell. He's very tan. Tennis guys are tan. And you got weird because I'm talking to somebody in the crowd. I broke the wall down. I chiseled the wall down. Thank you for that moment. Thank you for picking me up there. What's your name? Because we had a weird moment, and he felt the need... As an adult, as a man, as a blue-collar guy who's seen more in the world—let's be honest—than most of us here. What's that? White-collar. Which who? Oh, your white. Oh, your attorney. telemanager. manager. -manager. Talent. Somebody get my resume. Somebody, somebody, run backstage and get my headshots—eleven by seventeen laminated I stand out in a pile got like a sore on my leg keep just keep laughing I'm looking at something I don't know what that is could be like a diabetic thing it's creeping me out anybody get weird skin things on their body once in a while you do what do you think it is like a chemical burn Is that weird that I'm talking about, you know, things that happen? I mean, I've never had root canal. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about a skin ailment. Nobody here has eczema. Nobody here has had jock itch on their back. I've used Lamictal on my lower lumbar region, Lamisil, it's not Lamictal Lamecdol's a mood stabilizer and I'm on that too because I'm so calm right now, look how calm I am and I had a five hour energy shot 50 minutes ago, crushed it in the valley, took the 101, I was so, I wasn't jittery, I was just so on another level. I said, I don't need to get off at Gower. Let's get off at Cahuenga and battle through Franklin. (laughs) Reverse it up. It's not the last stop before the cappuccino 101, whatever that sign is. There's a joke there. It's a traveling visual reverse last cappuccino before the 101. I was coming that way, so it would be the first cappuccino. You know, I'm just doing a play on that. That's how my mind works. And I'm a I'm a pretty good person. I oh no, you're supposed to who? T- where are you? I don't know where I'm supposed to tip and not tip. Help me out. I know it's a bit that's been done before, but I didn't tip somebody today, and they said, "Good morning. Have a great morning. Have a great morning." I didn't like your tone. I just gave you forty five dollars for top shelf OG Kush. <laughs> You're going to tell me good morning with a sarcastic attitude? I don't know what to tip anymore. It's the karma thing. They put, you put karma, I get pulled in. You know, I, I, I will tip them. Tip them later. <laughs> I didn't like it. It bothered me my parking structure this morning. There's a McDonald's cup standing erect next to a vehicle parking in our structure. I've seen trash there on numerous occasions. People leaving trash out. There's only 10, 12 cars parked in this structure. This sub-Mediterranean parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Beneath need this chicken. Stay with me and please give me charges. I'm wearing a ridiculousness shirt from Rob Dyrdek's VH1 MTV show whatever it is stay with me <laughs> telling a story you want me to get aggressive and get real It's a reason why I'm going to Montreal tomorrow they don't just send anybody out there talking to you with kid gloves on now you're pissing me off big time I'm a professional. I've been in this business now for six weeks. There's a joke, I built that up. But maybe I wanted to talk about something else. Maybe I wanted to speak on another topic, like a TED talk. Go ahead and shout something out. Where are you from? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Have I been there? Yes. I've been to Oklahoma. I played baseball one summer in Wichita. It was cheaper to fly out of Oklahoma City. There's a Dairy Queen there, am I correct? (laughs) Not a Dairy Queen around here? It's a specific. I've seen you before. You're a good laugher. I mean, you've earned conversation. (laughs) I like your energy. I like your spirit. I like your life. I like your, your, your cheeks. Where are you from? LAX. You're, you know, I believe that you're from the West Side, right? Uh, like past LAX. Past LAX, West Side. Got it. He <laughs> didn't say San Gabriel Valley. He didn't say San Fernando Valley. San I put him over there. He's a he's got beach energy.
1: <laughs>
4: this guy gets it. He's got good parents, right? See. Yeah. Hey? My dad and mother, my dad and mother got divorced. My mother and dad were divorced separately at the same time. Double divorce. Good guy. And you're a good guy. Are you guys friends? Just met. See? You hang out with this guy, you become his friend. Where are you from? What a great town. Where was I this weekend? You got it. Comic-Con at San Diego. What are the odds I'm picking out people that have connections directly with me? That's called energy. That's called, this guy has done over 2,000 television audience warm-ups. That's called, this guy has family in New Mexico and he's connected with spiritual Jewish energy. Look it up. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Las Vegas, New Mexico. Where do UFOs land, New Mexico? Father born in Arizona. Lights above Phoenix. I'm in that sphere. (laughs) Things are happening. San Diego is a great town. Great town. Great town. I call it Bizarro L.A. It's like it's like L.A. but no show business. Nothing there. You're good. You're not originally from there. Probably your family's from somewhere else. Where was your dad born? San Diego. Okay, I'm wrong. Okay, I made a mistake. I made a mistake, and I said it was Bizarro. What did I tell you? It went completely against my instincts. I said San Diego is Bizarro, L.A. Right? And it went completely haywire, embarrassing, upsetting me. So mad at myself, and I'm hey, back. I do take Lamictal. It's a mood stabilizer, <laughs> 300 milligrams, covered by insurance every, every 30 days. Um, you're having a great time backstage, supporting me. <laughs> it's nice to come out here and have all the comedians stay back in the green room and laugh and talk about their lives while I go home and sleep on an air mattress. <laughs> Watch cable TV stolen illegally from my Russian neighbor. Coaxial cable under the carpet through the front door. But things are going great. I'm flying to Montreal tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! Don't make me bring up my friends. Okay, I got to dismount here getting chills right now in a bad way what am I doing with my life I'm standing in front of an audience on UCB stage and I gotta wrap it up what do I give you do I have a joke to close no I don't I, I used it on my half hour special for Comedy Central continuous laughs 30 minutes all the way through come here come here. I gotta battle and pull teeth but that's good it makes me stronger What was my new one? I get road rage at the car wash. Move it. I've got the super deluxe. There's a bit there. There's a bit there. All right, listen, we had fun tonight. I know uh, it's a great show. I kept a a nice, uh, give you a feminine vibe. (laughs) check up on my mother and her dog Daisy, a rescue dog from the desert of Coachella, wandering looking for Morrissey in the DJ tent. My mother scooped her up. Little Daisy, no computer chip. What a good doggie. We love her. Alright, on that note, I better... Damn it! That note ends strong. Alright, listen, I gave you the light. We have a great Show ahead of you. We have a great show ahead
1: of you. Welcome.
4: <laughs> Welcome to the arc light. To the arc light. Okay. You need me. Enjoy
0: the show.
2: And then entering ending on a, on a, an introduction to the to the arc light you know just what a you know what a great moment when that when they say that because you're about to see a, you know, like a really classy movie so that brought up that for us you know all in that moment we were in it together with money to spend on classy movies and classy theaters. who's been to the arc light? that place is so fancy. Clap it's a theater here in Los Angeles that, I don't know if it's run by Scientologists. Somebody told me that, and yes, I believe it's true. I don't know. Also, Leah, Laura Prepont, just, she's a Scientologist. I'm sorry. I wish she wasn't. Um, not because I'm specifically anti- Did you say, did you go
1: nice?
2: Wait, what was that? You said, yikes. Yeah, well, listen, there's all... Okay, it's not just Scientology. I mean, a lot of people believe a lot of things that are uh, about, uh, you know, ghosts in the sky. You know what I mean? So it's just, we're all doing the best we can. We're all doing the best we can. There's probably people in this very room who believe about, you know, uh, like ghosts in the sky or like a, you know, like a demon beneath our feet and stuff like that. We can't judge them. There's other people who read Harry Potter books. We don't... I don't know what your life is. You know, you got... It's whatever lore you want to follow. You know what I mean? It's just whatever you're into. Uh, oh wait, there is a st- Except like if, except if for whatever reason you think that, uh, like other people, you know, shouldn't be okay because of some disembodied. You know what I mean? You know what? I you mean know, when that happens. <laughs> like when your book says I can't get married, then I don't like that book. You know. <laughs> and also follow up, you're not even reading that book right because it doesn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Also, it says a lot of other weird stuff, too. So, you know, maybe put the, check out a different book. You know what I mean? It's like, 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 I don't know, pop on, uh, you know, just rifle through Hellboy or something. That's a cool book. It's a cool graphic novel. Lots of character. And there is a, and a, like, kind of a Nazi subplot, which is always, we can unify on that, can't we? As a human race. Just introduce a Nazi subplot. And we're like, well, he, frankly, I agree. You know, it's just something we've all agreed on. Uh, those people are bad, okay, were bad. I think they're still, they're gone. I don't know, there's some I think still, but I don't agree with them. And I don't think there's anybody here. I, w- I did a real risk just then, I don't know if you guys saw, I said on stage that I don't agree with Nazis. So, kind of busting down doors. Last week on stage, I said that I hate men. I said it out loud on stage. And that was a real risk. And then now, uh, you know, I hate men, I said that, and then now I hate Nazis, so. Just getting progressively more controversial. <laughs> I agree on the Nazis, but I can't believe she said she ate men. <laughs> Guys, Nazis were men. It was like two chicks, I'm sure of it. All right, we're going to keep her. How are you doing, sir? Yeah? Are you doing all right? Did you have a good day today? Yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing at all?
1: I'm just visiting. You're visiting? Where are you visiting from? From
2: San Francisco. San Francisco. So you drove driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, how long are you here? I'm
1: going tomorrow.
2: Oh, my God. Well, yeah. this is it. we got to really make it count.
1: Making,
2: <laughs> it yeah, we've got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? I believe. This <laughs> is what we should say. What are you doing after the show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I make you nervous? <laughs> Why specifically? Is there a specific reason?
1: The other guy made me more nervous. <laughs> what? Brody Stevens
2: made you nervous? Yeah. He was speaking from the heart. <laughs> Honesty really bothers you.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I can see why you'd be nervous. I'm, am I'm, uh, really small and I smile a lot. So. <laughs> Probably hard to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you for being here. I apologize for, uh, you know, whatever energy I'm putting out that's really stressing me out. <laughs> You're never going to watch Orange is the New Black, are you? I don't, I don't trust a goddamn thing that woman says. Fucking shoes had leopard on them. Shoes, I don't know what was going on. She was tiny. And smiley. I prefer large and stern. All right, guys, we're going to keep the show rolling. we got two comics left. I know they're both going to kill it for you. Wow, yeah. That's the kind of energy I'm talking about. we got two uh, comics left. Both of them are awesome. Uh, this next dude, like a, like a younger dude, and I saw him do a set, and he was just amazing. I, like, loved his stuff. He's got a show on Thursday nights at the Nerd Melt Theater here in Los Angeles, and I, 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 uh, I'm excited to see him on the show tonight. Let's turn it around for Mr. Moses Storm, guys. Give it up for Moses!
0: Tonight just got adorable. Ah. Okay, doing? Um, how's everyone feeling tonight? You feeling good? Woo.
1: Woo.
0: I cannot hear you guys. Um, but I have like swimmers here. That's that's not like a sad hype man thing. That's like a real, a real that'd be a very sad hype man who just like relies on ailments to get the crowd on his side. <laughs> Can't hear y'all, got swimmers in. <laughs> Put your hands up! I can't see your hands! Cause I got poor depth perception. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, I've been swimmers here for like a, a week now, and um, I put, uh, I've put uh, vinegar and rubbing alcohol in my ear, because the internet told me to. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then someone else said, uh, someone else said, said olive oil. So I put that in my ears. <laughs> Basically I have like a caprese salad in my ear. Does anyone have any like remedies, any like weird remedies for this? Has anyone had this horrible affliction before? Go to a specialist. Go to a specialist? Okay, I don't believe in modern medicine. Uh, I did go to a doctor and like their their treatment was they had like a syringe of water and they just put more water in my ear. It feels like a spa treatment? Mine felt horrible. (laughs) It was like a nurse whose whole attitude was like, you should be an adult. You should have done this. It uh, wasn't great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's like a real thing. And these like home remedies. For people who don't have health insurance, nothing. You feel like, old well, timer, you got something. People have, like a lot of weird remedies, especially like in LA. It's always like some weird remedy, like, oh yeah, take some eucalyptus leaves, cut them up, put them under your pillow, and then say a prayer to the Dark Lord Crondale. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Oh, if that doesn't work, then just take a beach towel, a Cars 2 beach towel, heat it up in the microwave, and then eat it. You're going to have to eat a towel. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying, guys, is I don't want to eat a towel. I, um, as you can tell, uh, I, I just feel like I'm just like disappointing the audience when I first get up here. Uh, just because I feel like, I know, oh. I just feel like if you hear the name, like, like, Moses Storm, I don't know about you, but I would expect just like, I don't know, just like a cool black guy who has highlights. <laughs> I just like knows a magic trick, and instead it's just me. Like, oh my God, my eel Now uh, As you can imagine, uh, with my uh, name and overall demeanor, I was uh, I was beat up a lot in high school. Yeah, but I think the hardest thing about being homeschooled—the hitting You get cornered in the living room. like, Give me your lunch money, queer. I'm like, all right, can I borrow five bucks, dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was made fun of a lot as a kid. Uh, When I was uh, fourteen, I was a bit of a late bloomer. Uh, So when I was fourteen, I was a beautiful little girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Very late bloomer. I so when I was fourteen, I had the voice of like a little piccolo, (laughs) and I had the shoulder-length hair. Uh, because my mom didn't know how to cut hair and she didn't want to pay for a haircut so her idea of a haircut was like oh it's like my hair but shorter and it's for boys and it's not <laughs> and to make matters worse oh it gets worse uh, uh, it was this, like glowing platinum blonde because my mom dyed all of her kids blonde because she didn't want anyone knowing that she was not a natural blonde <laughs> yeah 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 sit with that you know, like we had all the emotional Neosporin in the world. So you can imagine my apprehension when she decided to get breast implants. Not great. First pair of boobies I saw were my mommies. I took the before and after photo. Not a joke, just a sad fact to make you feel even more uncomfortable. Put it in your pocket. It's going to get so much worse. So now I can't do like, I can't do like Throwback Thursday. I'm not a fan of Throwback Thursday. I can't do it. Every time I do it, people are like, like, oh, that's a funny bit. Who's that girl you keep posting? That's me. That's my body. Uh, I'm not a fan of of Throwback Thursday. I feel like it's so self-serving. It's like, oh my God. This is so embarrassing. Isn't it embarrassing how adorable I was? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you know that Throwback Thursday is basically Christmas morning for pedophiles. Oh, they're good people. They could be here. <laughs> what else are they going to do Tuesday? I, uh, my mom's like a crazy person. That's why she um, did all that stuff. She's like a legit crazy person. Not like when like, a comedian's like, my mom's crazy. <laughs> She's always mixing up the names of celebrities. <laughs> you can't still listen to the Britney Spears mother." Is that it, you go. Give me my own sick. No, no, there's like a chemical imbalance in there. Uh, like she used to, uh, growing up, like we were very poor. And one of the ways she'd provide for us is she would, uh, is she would just like, like steal stuff. She'd like shoplift. But the biggest problem with this is she wasn't very good at it. I remember one time she tried to steal bottles of vitamins from a grocery store. I don't know if you've ever tried to steal bottles of vitamins before, but it's a lot like trying to steal maracas. Horrible. <laughs> I've made some mistakes before too. I've made a huge mistake this week. Uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make in life, besides getting a terminally ill child pregnant, babies having babies, and someone's gonna—you gonna have to take at least take care of one of those babies. The only worse mistake you can make than that is giving your phone number to a nightclub promoter. <laughs> yeah, I gave, my, I gave my phone number out and now I know my phone works uh, every hour on the hour because I get text messages. And it's always events like I would, you, nobody would ever want to go to. It's like, come to an aquarium and get a henna tattoo. <laughs> I got one today. I'm going to leave you guys this I got this, this exact uh, message today uh, from him. Okay, so it starts with is this, uh, an invitation to a day club nightclub that's up in during the day. <laughs> hey, player. So it's super personal. <laughs> I call myself that all the time. Hey, player. Come to Joseph's Day Club. We're getting down before sundown. It's open 12 to 7 p.m. Great. Who would want to hang out with people at nightclub in the day? And, like, the kicker, like, the last, like, line of the text message is supposed to get you to come out, the one that's, like, really supposed to send it home, is, uh, get your clubbing done during the day and have your whole night's free. <laughs> Since when is clubbing an obligation? Thank God I got all that clubbing done during the day. Now I can go home because I have my nights free to catch up on all the work I miss during the day. Great. And he gave me his business card too. No one has like a real job out here. was like, what do you do? Okay, that's like a real job. Everyone else in LA has like, no one has like a real job. Everyone has like hyphens in their name of what they do. Like, oh, I'm like an actor, writer, record producer, manager, club promoter, stand-up philosopher. (laughs) Cool, man. You can just say unemployed. (laughs) And everyone has like a demo CD. They try to give you their demo CD. That's rude. Never give me your demo CD. That's like saying, hey, you throw this away from me. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I've been Moses Storm.
2: it feels like we're doing well it feels like yeah this is good a couple a couple errant yells some general nervousness this is a good night this is a really good night i feel happy how are you doing sir yeah you having a cool day yeah that's awesome how are you yeah. yes what did you do today um yeah not much
1: not much <laughs>
2: just anything did you eat some lunch yeah what'd you have chicken sandwich this guy knocking it out of the barn. what a day you had what a day you had i'm not eating meats right now well i'm eating fishes and those are meats technically i guess i mean you know they swam around but I'm not eating meats right now. And I'm, I, it feels weird. I feel it's weird. You know what I mean? Weird to go to a, weird to see, you know, because now, now I understand that they're, um, oh, because Rhea's like a lifelong vegetarian for her entire life. And then, like, last week we were just walking down the street in Los Angeles. We saw two chickens that were, like, in a coop. They weren't that on the street. They were just in a coop. And then we, like, stood there, and I really looked at them, you know, like, I looked at them for the first time, like, seeing a chi- since I'm not eating a chicken, you know, just like, hey, I'm not eating you, you're not eating me. just like that moment, you know, that you just rarely get to have when you're eating meat, you know, you never, well, I mean, we don't really meet our, we don't really meet our meat <laughs> that often anyway, but, like, when you're not eating meat, you know, you get, it's like, there's a real moment of self-righteousness there, you're like, hope you're enjoying your day, <laughs> which I gave you. <laughs> Just take a moment and feel real proud, you know. Guys, we got one final comic. I believe we're going to do it as a, we're going to unify as a group. We're going to bring him to the stage, real strong. He's hilarious. One of my favorite comics in LA. I'm so glad he's back to do the show. He opened. He was at our first show. We're so happy to have him back. Let's hear from Mr. Gerard Carmichael, guys. Woo! Give it up for Gerard.
6: Yeah. Hey, what, what's the what's the the uh, the appropriate time to stop clapping. I think you guys did it about right. Like, it's just like, he, he's he got the mic, man. Like, eh, let's move on. Who didn't do shit today? Who was the guy? Yeah, that's dope, man, congratulations. Did you take a nap? No. Ah. Anybody take a nap? <laughs> I, the worst is, you take a nap, uh, and you go to sleep and it's daytime. And then you wake up, and it's night. And somehow, that makes you feel like a heroin addict. You know that feeling? You just wake up, it's just like, I, I can't do shit. Like, I, you're paralyzed, you're paralyzed. Do I eat dinner? Do I eat breakfast? Do I buy a new belt? Do I, I don't know. People, have, people on Glee are doing heroin now. Right? What? Is that what, the, huh? I, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned, you guys. I, if people on Glee are doing heroin, then you can only imagine what the brides on Rizzoli and Isles are doing. They are doing, I mean, if the happiest show is doing heroin, then Glee's the opposite of heroin. You're not supposed to do heroin. If you're on Glee. Heroin is not for Glee people. And happy white people. <laughs> heroin is for, like, my Uncle Pete. Or or my Uncle Pete's friends. Or the people who live next door to my Uncle Pete. Do you see a pattern here? That's what heroin is for. I don't understand it. Actually, you know what? Truthfully, if, like, the need to do heroin and, like, the desire to get heroin in your system is anything, like, how I feel... When I'm looking for a phone charger, <laughs> then I get it a little bit. Like a little, it makes sense. I don't know if you guys ever sucked a man's dick for a 4s phone charger, but I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> sucked a man's—that's <laughs> such a strong sentence. Sucked a man's dick. Think about that. Sucked. Okay, sucked. Because why do you got to say a man? It's like it should be a soup. But you just want to put that nail in that call. No, I'm not saying if you sucked a man's... Th- I mean... Th- okay. Um, I don't have anything prepared. I want to... <laughs> This entire set is just going to be me trying not to talk about Destiny's Child. <laughs> so much Destiny's Child material written today, you guys. It's insane. It's insane. I'm not going to do it, but it's a lot a lot of Destiny's Child shit. You got I don't know what we're going to talk about. I, it's just all weird shit. Like just weird stuff on my mind, you know? There's this weird stigma attached to child pornography. And <laughs> Sense. I get it. I get it. It's a wrong thing. It's not good. But what about the one kid who can really fuck you guys? What about him? You know, it's just little, little Tyler from Ohio who just has a gift. Like, why don't we nurture that and actually I would support him. I would t- even if it was my own child, I would be like the Joe Jackson of child pornography. I would like kicking the doors at Vivid and be like, I got five boys and they all fuck like men. What do we sign? up okay, okay. that's too aggressive. It's a- being recorded. Hmm. I mean, Michelle wasn't even a good vocalist. It's like. <laughs> Okay. Um,
1: <laughs>
6: I bet you I, I could I could fashion a whole career of just doing R and B singer jokes. And <laughs> you know, just just retire to Vegas. <laughs> it was like, have you seen it's been on T-boss? Fucking amazing. <laughs> um, I don't want to ask you guys what you want to talk about, but if you have something. You're not supposed to turn your back to the audience, that's stage etiquette. But I did, you know? (laughs) Fuck it, we're breaking all the rules tonight, you guys. Let's do heroin. Could we, it's really interesting. It's an interesting drug. It's a, a, the, the most, okay. The reason I'm not doing heroin isn't for the reasons you shouldn't do heroin. It's because it's just, it's too cumbersome of a drug. It's a lot that comes with doing hair. You can't just do it. You got to have a kit. You got to have a little bag. You got to have a strong belt. I don't have prominent veins. And I don't like smacking myself. Seems so. I only, you don't want to do a drug that you can't do real quick. You know, no one's ever excused themselves from doing it. It's just like, went and done heroin real quick. <laughs> no, okay. I have a lot of family members on heroin. Not a lot. But how many is enough? It's a good ad for heroin. okay. How many is enough? I want to talk about things, you know. You remember the time when they performed at the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, no, no. I like I like that they used to wear the same outfit, but different. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of cool. Of alienate people who don't love Destiny's <laughs> Who doesn't love Destiny's Child? Heroin addicts. Let's tie it all together. No, I'm just. I'm just um, what do you guys want to talk about though? Other than Destiny's Child, I'm really fighting it right now. Like Survivor's playing in my head right now.
3: Beyonce. Beyonce.
6: Jay Z. I wanna. I wanna. I really want a family now. You know, now that Jay Z's made it cool again. I wonder I wonder how many fathers returned home when Magna Carta came out.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> Well Jay Z said that should be a good dad. day. <laughs> yeah, apologize and name my baby a color. I gotta go. I don't have anything, man. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, in some circles, uh I'm actually known as the Michael Jordan of fast food. Um, But that's just because I quit my job at Arby's and came back two years later. Thought I'd end on a joke. That's a thing comics don't do enough. Let's bring jokes back to comedy, you guys. Says the guy who had nothing to say. You know what happened? Uh... That thing that I just said could have been a thing I could have exited on. But no, I just had to stay and riff it out, didn't I? Now I got to tell another joke. Oh, this is good. You're going to love this. I got a pickup line that only works at the Grove. Only works at the Grove. This is what you do. You see a girl you like and you walk up to her and you say, excuse me. Um, I couldn't help but notice from across the room that your boyfriend is a flaming homosexual so like do you want to give me your number now or do you want to wait and find out who Steve is
2: in town anytime soon? Are you going anywhere?
6: Uh, I, was, uh, I was on a road for like a month. Where'd you go? I was on a tour with Tash. Oh,
0: nice. And
6: so we did... Uh, he uh, did like 32 cities in like in a month do so, those yeah yeah we, we did That's all serious. the and, and so and it was just like I feel like oh yeah we did the road for this you year
1: you could uh, yeah you could I <laughs> think kind of two cities in this a is, huge for yeah. you know, yeah.
2: kind of uh, take it easy a little bit no, but,
6: cool. but it's great because it allows me just to catch up on things in LA and yeah were
2: you guys flying? Uh, bus? what were
6: the cool bus. bus yeah the cool bus yeah, yeah 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 That's right. traveling like the stones
2: yeah dude yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, Gerard Carmichael! Woo! How did he know? I was, I was. How did he know the guy was a?
1: Uh,
2: what was the? Did he stay with the? How did he? Was he? Is he touching a, a penis?
1: Does
2: anyone know? I, I didn't. I feel like I was walking on stage and I didn't. He's a Fleming homosexual. Just hands or? What are we talking about here?
1: His
2: arms. Oh, his arms. That doesn't work for that. It's a lesbian specific gay joke. Just go home and think about it. I want to support you, but it doesn't work for that. You're going to understand it later. Uh, read about what lesbian sex is. Watch Orange is the New Black, uh, available on Netflix and Washington. You guys have been so awesome tonight. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thanks so much for coming out to the show. We will be back next Tuesday. You can check out our our podcast on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Take care of yourselves. Put
4: your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands
1: together. Put your hands 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 together. Get ready to let with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together.